0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com.
1: Welcome to another Journey Now podcast. This is Kevin, and I'm with the regular crew this morning, which are talking among themselves. But with us is Susie. Hey, hey. Tim. Timothy. Yep. Michael. Yes. And Alyssa.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: And uh, we have wrapped up our series on Sunday mornings, and uh, we're going to have a a brief discussion around what took place a little bit on Sunday. And one of the things that we did that was unique this week is we redid our um, liturgy a little bit in our Sunday morning gathering, where we read some of the judgments that we had from a previous, um, that people shared with us the previous week, which was really uh, fascinating.
3: Explain what that means. So the week before...
1: The week before. Go ahead, Tim.
3: No, I mean, we, we were just talking. Mike was talking through and asked people to write down people that they kind of just initially Condemning are... damning judgments. Yeah. People yes. People
2: and or groups. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of people.
3: That they just judge. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where if you want to be honest, you can be honest. And people were honest. And it was <laughs> beautiful. I mean, it was... Yeah. There were some crazy things in there. It was but, really
1: good. And really healthy. And yeah
3: it, and it um, was really healthy diverse. in the honesty and the ability mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. and what I loved about it it's not just writing the judgments down but you had people then we as a community then took the bread and the cup saying gosh bring what?
2: that over those people yep. or or that person well yep. and all of those people are welcome at the same table I just went and received this bread and cup exactly. from. so
3: so, if I'm welcome, so powerful, powerful.
4: yeah that's, yes. that's right so we, yeah. so we took some of the, the things that people had written and just shared them. And it was, it was fascinating to see because the judgments also represent the opinions of people, right? Sure. So if someone writes, yeah. I judge liberals, well, that tells you kind of where, where they're at. And so there was, there was a wide
1: array.
3: And, and, wide array. And, yeah.
1: And uh, we can, we'll bring that into the discussion as we go along. But not only did they write down liberals, they wrote down conservatives and... Republicans and Democrats and um, Trump and Biden. And it was across, it was, which is, that's what really encouraged me about it, Tim, was is that we have, we have the diversity of opinion. We have the diversity of people. We have a diversity of, of, <laughs> I know this sounds bad, but we have a diversity of judgments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
2: Well, we didn't scare off one group or another.
1: Right. They're all here. <laughs> right. Which is fantastic. Which yeah. is exactly what we want so that we can, we can be unified even in our diversity, mm-hmm. which is really the miracle. So that was part of our, our Sunday, but then we had a discussion about certain places. And Mike, if you could um, speak to the idea of why it was uh, peculiar or um, even, you made a big point of it just being certain places. Yeah, so one
4: of the things that, and and we would all agree with this, is kind of wrapped into the modern American understanding of church, is there a spirituality that is very malformed, which says God only meets us in certain places, doing certain things through certain people. And, and, you know, we've been in our heads trained to not, you know, we would never say that directly, most of us. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of subtly... What we think, and so yeah, we started with certain places
3: that mm-hmm. that, and yeah. I mean that's in all of our prayers. I mean, you know it, you know, growing up, it's like God meet us here in this place. We it's invite always you here, the house of God. Yes, stuff. yes,
4: God, you know, Be God with showed us. Us. up.
2: Be with yeah. us. Totally, the Spirit is moving in that place. Yes,
4: mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and and that's just so not the picture. Even when they're dedicating mm-hmm. the temple, which was considered the place where heaven and earth would meet and the literal yeah. dwelling place of Yahweh. Solomon is saying, No temple can hold you. I mean, just mm-hmm. woven throughout is this idea that God can be met anywhere by anyone doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to spend some time sort of deconstructing what is very often sort of an unconscious approach to spirituality that says some places are more holy than others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So how you just described that, but our words betray us in, in, totally. in um in our in our revealing of what we really think of God. And, it, and it's not just our words. We often go about life as though God's not with us. Right. We, we go about life as though um, he's only with us when we realize he's with us.
4: Right. Or that, that, that there are some things that I'm doing that are spiritual, and there are right. some things that I'm doing that aren't spiritual, and there are some jobs that are right. sacred, mm-hmm. and there are some jobs that are secular. And so it weeds its way into all of this, and, the, and the, that some people are pastors and ministers, and everybody else is just sort of there to
1: watch. Yeah, you had an encounter after the service with a healthcare worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did how did that touch, or how did that that story come to light? Oh my goodness, it was it was wonderful. It was an older
4: gentleman who works with elderly people in their homes, doing all the things that. That are Mm -hmm. glorious and awful um, to help. And he was just with tears in his eyes, sort of telling a story about what he'd been doing that week and how, how just um, you could look at it and you could say, man, that's just, that's not important, Uh, at least in the world's eyes, right? We don't have a huge value for taking care of our elderly. But um, he was just, he was very touched by the idea that what he's doing is really sacred like that mm-hmm. is a sick and it, and it and I, and I think we would agree and I think all of us would agree intellectually anyway that this is that is ministry yeah, yeah. it's not more tangible than that
2: it's bringing dignity to another person through your sacrifice oh,
4: well said yes, yes 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 that's exactly right mm-hmm. so it, so he was just um and and obviously I mean I think as a church not just journey, but the church. We would all have this piece of theology that says, "Yeah, everyone's a everyone's a minister." Mm-hmm. But so much of how we orient the church is really to just get people involved in church stuff, mm-hmm. um, which then reinforces the need for us and the dollars that are allocated to different budgets. And we we just don't think that's the what, what the Bible envisions about how a community is to function in a healthy way. So like Alyssa is in marketing and branding. She did a great exercise with us. So she's gifted at this. And it would be so tragic for her to have been told, and I don't know if you ever were or it was subtle, that what you're doing is somehow secular. It's not as important as church work or whatever. You're not in full-time ministry. Were those some of the messages that you received or were you pretty, because your parents are pretty awesome, were, were you pretty free from
3: that?
0: Oh, that's an interesting question. I think I have always had... uh, That's I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think I definitely had to wrestle with what it means to have um, intentionality and purpose when I'm not necessarily being as direct about what I think or believe about things. Like, that was a a switch for me. Because I went from being... um, Christian school educated my mm-hmm. whole life mm-hmm. from
4: in Christian college, right?
0: Preschool to yeah, undergrad. And then my first job out of school, I worked at a Christian publishing house. So everybody there kind of spoke and understood the same yeah. you know. Yeah. way of being and way of talking and then after that I worked at a church. And so um yeah there was there's my context for that was very Christian, yeah, no <laughs> even you know when is was doing um you know marketplace work, it was still like in a Christian environment for a long time um so it wasn't until I became a journalist and a, actually did podcasts for an online magazine that wasn't Christian where I was kind of faced with the question of like how do I start talking about what I think about the world without using scripture as a way to talk about it? Mm -hmm. And that's never something that I did literally Mm -hmm. until then. So that was like a very pivotal moment for me because I had to start thinking about things in a broader context. Um, And it was nice because I was forced to like still like have meaning and have – That's right. That there were still things that like were innate that I could talk about, but I had to learn how to do it in a way that wouldn't alienate my audience. Mm-hmm. so yeah, it was a nice transition for me because there was a level of like I still see a lot of meaning about thinking well about things and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so it was like a an easier transition, but I definitely think that um going to a Christian college and being around people who were trained to be pastors and things like that like that was always the superior hmm. uh calling or the superior totally. work. Uh so I think there was still a level of like should I be doing that um but like I'm I'm good at my job so I should probably keep doing that.
4: Well and and have you grown <laughs> in the ability to feel like that that is ministry even if it's not um Caring for an elderly person. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been able to sort of inhabit that posture towards what you do?
3: Can you define ministry?
4: Just mm-hmm. service to the kingdom in any way, shape, or form. That could be promoting human flourishing. That could be doing an excellent job for the sake of mm. your customers. That could be having having integrity uh, in quiet moments when other people would not. Totally. You know?
0: I mean, there's definitely um, some things that, like, <clears throat> I haven't really thought about it as ministry in a while, but I think just the way that I I manage people um and work with people, that's kind of like my number one priority is for them to feel loved and known and seen um, and valued and valued and You're that good like at that. they're much bigger than the work that they do. Come um, on. So, you, it's like- just me working out my own trauma right. with my employees, but I <laughs> <laughs> I do think like they're once I realize, like there's so I put so much of myself into my work and other people do too and there's just a lot that people believe about themselves based on how well they're doing or what their bosses say or you know their clients or whatever and so helping people understand that they have value outside of the work that they do is something that is a large part of who I am in -hmm. the marketplace Mm -hmm. Um, so those are the ways that feel really tangible to me is just loving people well you know, when they work underneath me yeah. and and like my clients, like producing good work for them is something I take pretty to heart.
4: Yeah. And, and one of the things that was always a joke in the campus ministries I was involved with is the idea was, yeah, go work a secular job so you can share your faith, you know, so that it really does not matter how well it is that you're doing as long as you're talking about Jesus right. and inviting people to a Bible study. Yeah. And, that's, and, ministry. and that's, that's ministry, and that's ministry, and that's the goal. only. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only. It's the yeah. narrow slice of mm-hmm. ministry yeah. that what you're describing wouldn't be considered ministry because it wasn't directly. Hey, you know, you really need to accept Jesus here, and um, I think what what the you know when Paul says something like, "Hey, make it your ambition to live a quiet life, to work with your hands, um, it's so that you might win the respect of outsiders," like that's ministry, or take care of your household you know provide for your family that's ministry we just have to keep exploding these right. sort of narrow definitions of what it what it is that counts in god's eyes
3: yeah. i love it this weekend when you know you're talking about anybody who does laundry there are mountains of laundry mountains and how we even see that as ministry i mean that's really a serving it's putting it's laying your cross down right in a sense right picking your cross up sorry um <laughs> laying your preferences down it's serving people. Totally. And then when you said that this is basically just a big staff meeting. You know, that was that was really powerful.
4: Yeah, yeah, there's one way, I mean that and that totally reorients for me what the goal of the service is. Yeah. Because I've always thought the goal of the service was to make a great service. Yeah. And, you know, people are edified and the worship was ripping. And, yeah. yeah, they're encouraged and they're fired up for their week and whatever. And that's just so not in it's any narrow. way, shape or form. Well, well I, would,
2: I, I would argue that it is still that's all still really valuable, but it's for the sake of others. Yes. Not necessarily just not necessarily just so I can show up and feel good, but so that I could be encouraged, empowered celebrating God's presence in my life so that I could go and continue to pour out to others.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'd Maybe. agree with that. Well, yeah. I think some of the forms that we use actually war against that. Mm-hmm. So like, we can say with our lips, "Yeah, hey, we're here to to equip you," mm-hmm. but then we're always presenting ourselves as like the exclusive onstage club that does the ministry, yeah. and has the has the, always yeah. the answers. Yeah, you're right. And mm-hmm. you know, those are the beautiful people up there, and and so I, I think sometimes the forms, well, not here, okay. um, or at least when I'm. That's Kevin what we're used to. It's yes. what we're used to. Yeah, you're lumped in with me, buddy. I don't, don't
1: even don't even. It's the pretend. hairstyle and the shoes, baby. Hey. Um,
4: hammer toe. Yeah, hammer toe. I found out I have hammer toe podcast audience, and I have hammer toes, actually plural, and it was very disappointing. Yeah. That's life. That's what you get for wearing flip-flops your whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, there was no empathy for hammer toes around here.
1: None. But anyway, go ahead. So. I, this conversation just leads into the future. It leans into this idea that we have this very diverse group of people that come to Journey um, that are learning how to sit at the table with one another, encourage one another, be unified around the person of Christ. And yet what we're talking about is um, a a church that sees ministry differently, that sees... Um, well, that wants to see it.
4: Like we're very much...
1: Striving. striving to to see. It, yeah, so, yeah. So, what has to change in your opinion, your opinion, Tim or Susie or Alyssa, what has to change in the environment or culture of a church to get it to lean into that idea of um, everyone to minister? Yeah. We're all, what we're doing matters no matter where we are. That's why I liked about the certain place. what, What do you think has to change? Whoa, big intake of breath from Alyssa. Let's
0: go. Well, we share mics here, so I do that to show that I have something to say. (laughs) It worked. It did. Um, The thing that came to mind instantly was there can't be a attitude of you don't understand the Bible and you are wrong and your experiences don't matter. Um, So all throughout, all throughout like my church experience, there's always been a level of like, there's more to learn. You're not reading it clearly. Like, you need to keep reading your Bible and understanding it more. And there's always this like, eventually you'll understand everything that you need to know, and then you'll be ready. So it's
4: framed as a a thing to understand. Yes. Or a, a body of knowledge to master.
0: Right. Yes. And that I know is just my experience. I don't think that's everyone's experience. No. I went to, you like did. I said, all the, I was in an educational system that also pounded that into me. So it wasn't just like I went to church on Sundays and had that too. It's like school everywhere. But I think that in order for people of all walks of life and experiences, their like emotional experience, their mental health, their um, bodies, their minds, they all have to be engaged in the, the process. It can't just be an act of the mind, it can't just be an act of understanding, it has to be yeah. intertwined in every part of our being. Right. I, I never, there was a moment where this clicked for me, where I was like, my body is connected to my mind. What? And I can't separate those two things. It's good. Where, like, I know mm-hmm. that different, real, like, different versions of Christianity, for lack of a better word, have a better time, you know, um, incorporating the body That's into right. their spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. I was not trained to do that. That's right. And fair. so yeah. I We're, think yep, there's just, there's a lot to unpack in this question for me because I'm like, I've thought about this a lot. But I think that, First step is to not say like you don't know enough. You need to know more before you can begin. Um, before you can begin like Yeah. Boy, loving others in the name way of Jesus. Jesus. Did all. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Jesus was not selecting folks that had a lot of
0: had a lot of goodness. Yeah. Or, on the or even or knowledge. <laughs> yeah, they they were definitely Let me the summarize least before we jump to you guys. Yeah. I mean
4: that I the picture of holistic discipleship. That it, it is, and, and Kevin's in a program right now that's really emphasizing it's body, soul, strength, and mind. Right mm-hmm. there's the, and 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 we've we live in a very dualistic gnostic is the traditional word environment mm-hmm. that splits body, soul, mm-hmm. um, spiritual, not spiritual. And one of the most important things that the spirit can do is start integrating all that we've dismantled and separated. I think that's super important. Unless that's really good.
2: I think it's really interesting. I mean, i'm I'm thinking about, you know, some people that I know and love very dearly who might listen to to that, which I agree with, alyssa, and and be very concerned that, well, where's the authority? Where's the accountability? Where's the responsibility and all of that? And um, it's interesting because I think that scares some people in terms of like, uh, you know, in lots of different ways, it scares people that they might be, you know, quote unquote, wrong in their teaching or leading people astray. And then there's, you know, also the concern about, um, I mean, you could go down the road towards spiritual abuse and things like that, right? Um, I think what you, the, the long play, the hard work in, in doing church that way is that it really functions around relationships. And and um, being in actual relationship with people, knowing we're knowing people's stories, knowing where they're coming from, um, knowing what they're learning, being an active relationship where we're like, what's God teaching you? Um, what are you hearing? How how is this how is this working out in your own life? You know, and like really knowing each other well and being in constant relationship with each other. And it also requires humility that we're w- willing to learn from each other. So those are all things that take a lot of time mm. and a deeper effort than what we may have been trained yeah. to do. And that's where mm-hmm. scripture
4: fits yeah. in that kind of community. Mm-hmm. It's never, It was never meant to be read as me, as an isolated right. individual, From Paul to a church in the first century, me just reading it in English, Mm -hmm. lifting it out, looking for devotional nuggets. That is the most harmful Mm -hmm. thing we can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of them, uh, the majority of the New Testament are letters written to churches meant to be read aloud in community uh, and in tight-knit community. So Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. So the priority, we're fans of the Bible and we're fans of, I mean, because bad theology hurts. Yeah. I mean, we all see that. We've all good theology, from that. <laughs> good theology doesn't mean getting the Bible right. Right, good theology bears fruit, and that fruit can only be born in community.
0: And to that point, I think um, ha- everyone having a seat at the table is something that is a repetitive phrase that we use, and I think that's true regardless of age. I think there's like the idea of community and. Um, like children and teenagers and like young 20 year olds who like often are um, asked to sit down or not participate because they're naive or idealistic. Mm. Like um, that seems to be a reoccurring narrative in the American church is like, they don't know what they're doing. So they need to sit down. I think there's, there has to be like, if we're really practicing community well, there's a place for Mm -hmm. all of those voices to, to work together to move forward so I think the young people like the 20s the 18 year olds they're like going to push us forward to better understand the culture to better understand our context and if we stop listening to them and tell them that they're naive or not in the know on you know good theology and they haven't lived enough life to know what should be done then we miss out on you know expanding and understanding culture in a way that we can be relevant to so that's a big one for me. Yeah, Don't dismiss sure. the young, like the young have so much to teach us about what it is to not be jaded.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, I, <laughs> can I add to something? Yeah. I, I think that's so, so important. One of the things that has jumped out <clears throat> over the last maybe year or so um, from the way the New Testament talks about that it, and I know this is so cliche, and I hate even saying it, but it, it totally changes how I orient myself to other people. Um, but uh, the the idea, corporately, so Jesus is t- talking about what it means to have leadership in the kingdom, and he takes a child and centers the child in 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 the middle of a disciples, the disciples who are arguing about who's the greatest. Yeah. And that he centers this child in the middle and says, "Anyone who welcomes this one welcomes me." And and there's this there there's this sort of next step to that which I'd never considered, which is the fact that um, every person that comes in is a gift for me to be for, for me to receive and benefit from. Mm-hmm. I'm not the gift. Right. I'm not the I'm not in the position of superiority. Like the, the person that I wouldn't agree with is a gift the Mm -hmm. the young who don't have it all lined up gift the elderly gift and i so want to Mm -hmm. rank and value right the different the people that can do things the people that can help things the people who can you know whatever um to 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 walk in this idea that everyone's welcome at the table is to then say you one of the reasons you belong here is because you will change the table and i my my posture towards that is to see you and receive Mm -hmm. you as a gift. And I know again, cliche, but it's actually really changed the way I see how that functions. And so I couldn't agree with you more. The young and the old in particular um, seem like we really get dismissed um, in church culture.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you. That was a uh, a robust, g- robust glorious, glorious conversation <laughs> around and and the great challenge for us is to uh, is, is is how do we invite people into that kind of culture and keep that culture because because the the struggle becomes people bring their own um, their own selves to the table, and they have a tendency to want to bring their culture to the table. And so as we move forward as a church, um, our desire is is to create a table that's open, create an environment where everyone's a minister, and they are ministering where they are, that God is with them. We don't do church for them. We do it together. All of these things are true, and they all sound a little cliche when I say them, but in the next breath, it would be life-changing to be a part of a church, that, totally. it, that its that's culture um, is about everyone being welcome at the table and yeah. they're valued and yeah. they're loved and they're encouraged and then when they go and they be and they're in other places the ministry flourishes wherever they are Because I think it's not just
3: welcomed though because uh, just welcome is like hey come mm-hmm. be with us, it's like commissioned everybody is welcomed and then sent like and not in the way of like go evangelize but they're welcomed and it's like you have a role here mm-hmm. you know, there's actually a a difference there.
2: And with that, we would yeah. love it if you listeners want to text in to us and tell us what your ministry is cuz we would love to collect those and totally. and What's pray the text, for you and pray over your ministry yeah. so um good, so. to 615-861-9503. One
4: more again. time. Once again. 615 Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
2: 861 Text us what your ministry is, what your calling is, and we will pray for you.
1: And be, be mindful of the fact it can be raising kids, doing laundry. Yes. Going to school. Uh, washing cars, going to school. Uber driving. Uber driving. Law. Or Lyft. Um, or dancing. shipped
2: an Instacart. God dancing. bless you yes. for your ministry.
1: Podiatrists.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <waiting> <laughs> diagnosed. <laughs> yes. Hammer toes.
1: Hammer toes. Waiting tables. Bless, bless you. Um, all of the above. Yeah, And and we are so encouraged to know that you are out and ministering among all those people that are made in the image of God. Well, thank you for being a part of Journey Now, and thanks, everybody, for your participation. We'll see you in a week.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.